Chapter Nineteen of the Death of Society: A Novel of Tomorrow by Romer Wilson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Nineteen. Rosa Ingman was at breakfast, sitting as usual beside the professor, with Natalia at her right hand and Hilda on the other side of the table and as smith flung himself into his chair opposite to her with his back to the window he smiled and took care that his smile should have no superiority in it toward the others only modesty could please her old ingman seemed very close to her this morning an old dovrefield of a barrier before schneehatten and yet though close to rosa ingman far from rosa christensen who was still a free woman the old man said you read the barograph right last night young man to which smith replied yes i see that i did ingman answered nothing but a few moments later he went on and so the young dante has been enacting his divina commedia up the mountains and has cast down fragments of the purgatorio into our garden i didn't know i did as well as that laughed smith natalia saw you hurling the mountains down upon me continued the old man but i survived he took up his correspondence and looked through it again then suddenly as if he were in a temper screwed it all together and cried to rosa ingman bah rosa thou canst have all that to make thy stove blaze up in the cold of the evening and turning fiercely to smith snapped this is your last day young man may the devil make you hell-fire fodder smith laughed and looked at rosa ingman she put out her left hand to her husband who took it and said talking still to smith yes yes it is a very fine day and rosa will take you to her wolfsdater he drank down his coffee and still holding his wife's hand which he fondled went on more calmly we are all rosa's guests at wolfsdater she entertains the world there you and i play our tricks before her like anybody else at wolfsdater she is the empress of china who is above relationship art thou not a celestial empress at wolfsdater rosa rosa ingman smiled and they all looked at her expecting her to speak ingman let go of her hand to give her the liberty but though she seemed to have many thoughts in her mind she said nothing ingman continued talking in the manner of a man upon the eve of a long separation when his friend will soon be gone you may he said believe that if the vikings came down upon her there she would go to the door and say come in come in i am glad so many men seek shelter here and instead of burning her house and all they would go in quietly and sit shamefaced until they had forgotten how to fight and die at her feet no doubt from old age as he finished speaking the old man rose and smith watched him endeavour to remain the experienced philosopher until he was out of the room would human weakness break him when he got alone in his library or was human weakness impossible in this house when he was departed smith felt that at any rate one barrier had been removed between himself and rosa but there were still two left and he thought in common with all impatient men that only death or a heavenly miracle could take hilda and natalia out of the way at this moment rosa ingman spoke and he strained his ears to hear those words which were mere sounds to him tell him she said to natalia that i have not forgotten my promise at eleven o'clock i will go to wolfsdater he shall come with me and carry our lunch and say everything he has to say because so ingman tells me he will be going away to-morrow to lunch the whole day he cried when natalia told him 
and though rosa ingman got up from the table and followed her husband out of the room his impatience vanished hilda also departed as if she could not bear to be longer than necessary in his presence and now they were alone together natalia cried but you are going away to-morrow and her face showed consternation your father tells me i am he replied but i can hardly believe it he took out his pipe and lit it and sat for some minutes smoking silently and staring at the opposite wall at last natalia repeated but you are going to leave us don't let us think of it he said getting up and going over to the window if possible and then gazed out of the window for some time with a sad far-away expression and natalia watched him without daring to speak i wish he said after a while that i were a frenchman anything but an englishman why she asked in a frightened voice then he replied i would have no scruples but could love two women simultaneously i feel cowardly natalia in your presence as if i were not behaving as i ought i fear i have not the wealth of passion to be a libertine you know he said i cannot love women lightly i tried once in disgust and was disgusted further the other time i became enchanted in spite of the commercial basis and had my good humour restored he smiled i wish i were a european for you are so charming that i regret my disability to do you any wrong i love you you know i frankly wish to please you i am allowed to talk freely at any rate am i not yes you may talk as you choose she answered but you are going away to-morrow and i shall never see you again torvald i do not care about anything else i shall never care about anything again smith felt very sad partly because his heart was filled with pain at the thought of going away and partly because he hated to cause anyone unhappiness he came to the table again and sat down i must act as i can he said and you must forgive me the rest at any rate you know natalia i am always at your service we can never pay all the debts we owe to people who love us we must thank them i try to assure myself and hope to serve them and let fate strike the balance you mustn't imagine natashka i don't value your love no indeed i think i'm the one to be pitied who can't accept such a wonderful thing if you had no better you would take it she said bitterly yes i should he answered and i feel very bad about it there torvald she cried i have made you miserable i am miserable over my own inadequacy he muttered yes i have made you ashamed which i should not have done one has to be brave he said and fell silent again one's first obligations are toward oneself he added after a little though one may sometimes hate paying them that is so hard she sighed i have no love for myself and no friend well he said tenderly i thought i might hope to be your friend you have been mine we might write to one another and see what the years hold for us together we have a lot of mutual feeling surely love and trust and some day i may have learnt to have something worthy of you to offer you i shall try to learn courage but don't hope hope's a bad thing take life as it comes it is very sad torvald she said and hung her head to hide her wet eyes yes it is very sad he repeated but we are not old natashka karin shall i be rash shall i make prophecies that no sane man would give ear to yes torvald make prophecies only upon one condition he cried that you won't build upon them and will never hope i promise she said and wiped her tears away then i believe we have not done with one another you believe that 
firmly he answered and looked at her so earnestly and with such a strong desire to impress her with the truth of what he said that she answered then i will be good and do as you say i am not trying to accommodate my conscience you know he went on by palavering and stuffing your head with nonsense i see myself in a very bad light one day i shall try to explain the whole thing to you and could you not now asked the girl no he said and sat back in his chair because my dear i am experiencing something new to myself i can't talk about it silence and perhaps pity are all i beg i shall do as you say repeated natalia why you make me glad when you talk to me i ought to if there is any grace in love at all replied smith it is strange continued natalia and came and sat down near him in a chair but we seem just now as if we had known each other a very long time we are old friends he said and smiled so i can say that when you smile like that i think you look very beautiful you may be so foolish smith replied blushing and in return i shall say when you sit staidly beside me like this i think you are adorable and not when i behave wildly then you are enchanting those do not sound like compliments no they are the truth well said natalia and looked down sideways from him as rosa ingman did i shall not mind you going so much now i have felt quiet with you i am sure now that i really feel the truth of what you have said about your friendship smith's eyes moistened with tears his tenderness of heart overcame him he held out his arms and said kindly come and sit on my knee karin how kind you are torvald she answered and with perfect trust in every word he uttered came and sat down on his knee now he said you know it is all true and natalia if today was over if i saw my way if it were commonplace and straightforward i should beg you to be my wife dare i in spite of everything engage the future you know i feel i ought to but i must tell you the truth rosa christensen stands between us if she knew she would go away said natalia fingering his tie and looking bashfully down with her face aflame yes he replied she would but unfortunately the strongest instincts in me would go with her i cannot refuse to obey them karin i am bound to myself to follow them he looked at her hard with a face as red as her own in consequence you and i must suffer must we always she murmured a day ten years he asked what is the difference nothing then i suppose he went on we must suffer always that seems very foolish torvald she said and looked in his eyes yes he answered it does and i don't know where the foolishness lies rosa christensen would clear up the matter yes certainly said natalia we could act upon what she said without any fear but i am always like that not brave over my own ideas and i seem to be the same cut of coward laughed smith but his laugh died quickly away and they both sat without speaking for some time thinking their own thoughts well said natalia slowly after a while as you are going away and i think i shall only be alive once and i am not very important can i say what is in my head why yes exclaimed smith returning from afar i shall be glad i think then she said i should like this to happen i am glad i can be quiet with you i feel like your wife so i can say anything i am afraid i am very much afraid of what is happening i am afraid of rosa christensen and you and of what you may do it is as if two people of a different time had come here and were acting in a way i do not understand hilda is afraid too but she does not say much 
except that i am mad to defend you when she calls you wicked i tell her they are not like us and that is true you are not like us but now i feel that you really belong to my day and have gone away so i shall let you go altogether and when you are not here i shall soon find out things i do not understand i think you are right said smith solemnly i think you must let me go away when i am certain of myself i will tell you and we will see what the world has to give us i believe he went on perhaps stupidly that rosa christensen will show us something neither of us suspect because you and i are both ignorant people and it may be the case that i am the only one of the two who can learn it entirely i am not a mystic karin i am only a man only an animal but i have felt that if it is possible to get sight one ought not to remain blind my instinct has been to seize upon everything that will give me sight i love rosa christensen as i never yet imagined i could love a woman i read of such things but hearsay does not entirely convince one without experience i love her as a man karin which you shall understand some day and as a human being and as he smiled an angel i can't do with only fantasies no dreams will suffice me he paused a moment as if he were a little embarrassed and then taking her hands asked my dear i am not offending you i am talking to you as i would talk to myself this is the greatest event of my life one which i imagine will make a better man of me but i do not know i do not know all i know is that when i am with her i am sure of myself yes you change when you are with her cried natalia excitedly as if she had made a great discovery i feel myself changed natalia torvald she cried torvald i understand what you mean it is quite clear to me now i am not frightened any more i see into your mind you do he asked looking straight into her eyes yes she answered i believe you he said and suddenly cried fiercely karin natashka and clasped her to him roughly and held her tightly in his arms i may not come back from wolfzeter not come back she moaned i may go straight away and if i don't come into the house with her with rosa christensen lead my horse down to the board at the main road or get nils to do it and put my heavy coat across the saddle i may turn coward karin i will see to it she replied your horse shall be saddled ready kiss me he said and they gave one another a long kiss it is difficult to understand he murmured and difficult to think of leaving here hilda your father and most of all you i love you almost indispensably not quite not quite she asked don't be so cruel he said i am inclined to be unable to resist anybody's wishes but i must wait wait until when oh he said until i am sure there's no other phrase for it until i am certain of the death of society he laughed a little bitterly and threw her off his knee i am the worst kind of fool he added and i think oh what do i think wept natalia and went and leaned against the window i think we are both tragic fools he said making up for a storm which will only turn into brilliant sunshine i think we are human husband and wife watching fate play freaks with our destiny you think so torvald i am fool enough to do so then i am quite content she murmured and tried to dry her tears they stood together at the window which always seemed to be their refuge in bad moments and presently natalia looked at the watch smith had given her and said sweetly through her tears it is nearly eleven o'clock his soul lit up with joy what he cried nearly time to go 
You are a great woman, Natalia. Am I, she asked. Yes, God bless you, he answered. She felt very proud and suddenly very much older, as if he had created a woman out of her childishness, but nevertheless her tears flowed again. Now, he cried, moving over to the door, I shall get out of this uncertainty, Natalia. I am going to learn the truth about the future. From her, said Natalia, and in spite of all they had said, the world seemed to slip away from her. Yes, he answered a little dreamily, from Rosa Christensen, and the next minute he was gone. End of chapter 19 Recording by Expatria in Bangor, Maine